0: You, sir. check check oh yeah sounds way better now
1: yeah dude this is I was
0: crispy. Like, what is happening Plain. bro dude we're in it now hell yeah thanks for coming through man absolutely brother i really appreciate Adam it yeah, yeah i know you got a you got a show at the uh it's called beatdown sound but the, tonight it's the sub club yeah man yeah it should be pretty sick i've never played at this venue before so i'm looking forward to it it's very cool I've, I've been there a few times they got their own dub siren and like that's sick yeah it's like a sophisticated dub siren like it's i think they have a couple of them too cool yeah yeah um all right well i always try to i always forget to do this but uh i like to do a little intro um so yo what's up guys this is pod the podcast for producers today we are joined by Microdot up can you explain to the people what do you do um (laughs) (laughs) munchie is also here former guest of the podcast (laughs) and is chilling in the room with us yeah so my name is Microdot. um i'm a music
1: producer slash dj i also teach um lessons usually over zoom uh with ableton and um yeah, man, I just, I love what I do. I've, I've been doing it for a long time. And I mostly make deep dubstep, uh, but I do go outside of, uh, outside of that realm. Uh, sometimes I've made, like, Witch House, ambient music.
0: Ooh, I love some Witch House. Some yeah, Crystal, Castles, Crystal Castles,
1: Pure Crystal Castles, fuck yeah, dude. So good. So good. Their yeah. first
0: album just Crystal Castles. Yeah. You know what's interesting is, like, if you listen back to it, it's the same drums, every track. Yeah. Like, they... And then they just have, like, all their sounds. It's probably because they use an actual <coughs> sampler. You know what really? I mean? Like, Yeah, because if you're using
1: hardware, there's generally, like... And you can, like, edit them, from what I understand, but there's, like, a set amount of sounds. So they probably have just, like, some super sick sampler that they use in and, and all their music. And that's why they it probably has that signature... Sound of theirs kind of carries throughout all their music, I think.
0: It's a shame that they split up, honestly. Yeah, the girl was, like... Alice was not hard there was like some controversy yeah it's Ryan bad bro
2: i'm deep on the lore it was a rough one but it's a real shame because even after uh when they went back and did the fourth album it was still incredible right and so it's such a shame to really stop after such a great ride like that
1: yeah most definitely yeah. so yeah clams casino was also like oh, a, a yeah. huge influence for some of the what do we call
0: clams casino genre wise <sighs> it's like it's hard it's really just clams casino it's
1: just clams casino dude it's like it's just hip-hop beats like ambient hip-hop i guess it's yeah. it's kind of like bordering on the witch house sort of a thing if in a way i feel like he uh almost kind of like invented the genre and then there were some artists who took it a little darker mm-hmm. and then kind of it, it got its moniker of witch house towards some of the darker stuff but yeah i've I really fuck with his music man like i i love it so it's- uh, like I'm God, for These example. Are some like, days, yeah, like, oh, yeah. Um, just yeah, so good, dude.
0: That second album, like his first album's good, and then the second album's also good. I haven't listened to like the third really that much, but I like how they all have that like marble aesthetic and it just looks cool. Yeah, dude, I I I dig everything about Claims Casino.
1: So yeah, the, I, I've gotten a little bit into Witch House, some ambient stuff. Uh, you can find that on my Bandcamp. I want to say. I want to say they're free actually because i use a lot of samples in them and so i don't think i can legally charge for them anyway but regardless i just want to have the music out there for people to listen to so if you want to go in my band camp you can definitely uh see some of my my other um i don't know like projects that i've sort of delved into under the same name of microdot you know
0: totally you know it's just because we brought it, I do like a intro question too, and we'll, we'll get to that, but yeah. just because you brought up Bandcamp, I've been watching uh Fan, Fantano, Fantino, like the, you know, the, what does he always say? You know what I'm talking about? The, Anthony
2: the, Fantano? I don't think Anthony so,
0: Fantano, you definitely know him. He's like bald, wears the glasses. He What does he call himself? He's like the world's- The
2: internet's busiest music nerd.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he does album reviews and stuff. Right. But he's been doing this thing where he just, stands and talks to the camera. And I watched this video recently and he said that Bandcamp was recently bought by Sound Exchange. I think that's can you look that up, Ryan? Yeah. So um, yeah man. It went from like And this is like this just kinda happened. And like Epic Games bought them Ep- before. Yeah, that's Yep, yeah, it went from Yeah. Epic
1: Games must have just bought it to Flip It, honestly, because mm-hmm. they sold it pretty quick. So Yeah, they sold
0: it really quick and apparently like like, half the staff that did editorials and stuff and, like, kind of curated it, they just kind of, like, booted them. Right. Which which is sad, dude. Which is sad because, like, Bandcamp, in a day and age where streaming is, like, shittier and shittier for a multitude of reasons, like, I feel like a lot of people were drawn <clears throat> to Bandcamp. And now it just feels like that's kind of going down the tubes too. I I definitely could see it going that route
1: and just being sort of um, monetized in in a way that doesn't support the artist as much. And I I hope it. That's just I don't know, kind of what I'm guessing is going to happen. You know, I hope it doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, there's probably so many corporations or companies that are looking into Bandcamp and just seeing dollar signs when really I think that it was already. Um, it was established originally to to help artists out. And yeah,
0: it was like the most fair pay. Absolutely of, of anything, yeah. I would say. And I don't know. Bandcamp Fridays has been really helpful for a lot of artists to like making a, legitimate money. Especially since
1: COVID, dude. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been a, way more difficult. I think things are kind of on the up and up. But um yeah, it was it was really hard for a while to to make money. And you know, I was yeah. obviously working as a mechanic as well. But yeah, I heard you know, about like, that.
0: Yeah, go check out his mr bill podcast too it's yeah you talk a little bit about that as well yeah a honda mechanic
1: a honda mechanic yes very passionate about the brand um we're a happy honda family i mean i still drive like an acura which is you know same thing as a honda um it's just a honda accord in in, like most other countries but i I have an acura tsx it's great
0: car it's kind of like how uh uh like toyota is also lexus. like lexus exactly so is acura the better or is it honda is the because lexus on the, like from what i think of it it's a little bit higher end it is yeah acura is technically like the higher end stuff but oh, okay. at the same time
1: it's like it's still just a honda to me you know yeah. it's all the same stuff so. i mean
0: you're a mechanic so right. it's like you know what's inside of it so exactly you're like, this is the same it's shit.
1: exactly the same it's just a marketing scheme to get americans to pay more for the same product essentially gotcha that's li- literally all it is it's, it's a honda anywhere else in the world so okay yeah and the same with lexus it's a toyota anywhere else in the world it's mm. it's a nissan everywhere else but it's infinity here and then they charge more for it so it's just a marketing thing i think
0: and so are just to get down to the bottom of this really quick because i'm just curious is is that just a thing in the United States where they have these ancillary companies? As they far don't...
1: as I know, yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Huh. Okay. All right, cool. Well, we had an, <laughs> a little tangent on a tangent there, but uh, <laughs> I, I ask all of my guests, what was your first concert? My
1: first concert was, um, my sister brought me to a show just like some punk rock show when i was a really little kid i was like probably the youngest kid there like a local band show yeah it was called show off and it was actually a band that was um prominent in chicago because that's where i grew up was out here in this Mm. area well chicagoland area not in the city itself necessarily but i was born in at uh elmhurst hospital and uh, ever since then i've kind of been you know in the chicagoland area so um, and you live where now so I live now in, I lived in Minneapolis for a long time. I just moved from there to um, like this little town. There's like less than a thousand people there, man. And I and I fucking love it. I love it so much more than the city. I'm not hearing gunshots or sirens all <laughs> yeah. the time anymore. Like it's a beautiful thing. And I think it's a way better place for my son to grow up to. So mm-hmm. um, it's called West Concord though. It's in between uh, Rochester and Owatonna.
0: Is this one of those towns where like, now well i don't know i'm trying to think about how to phrase this but like you know how there's a real push right now where a lot of people from like la and other affluent areas move out to these small towns and it kind of becomes like an issue for the locals because you know they're just driving the prices up is is it like that at all is it one of those towns i don't think so you know i kind
1: of expected that it would be like that When Mm -hmm. I first moved there, I was like, are people going to be weird or like sort of standoffish? But everybody is exactly the same, really, as, you know, living out in the city, except, you know, there's just a lot of people who (laughs) have farms and, Mm -hmm. you know, cows and, and all that kind of stuff, which is honestly good, because for me, that means I can eat clean.
0: Yeah, because, for sure. Like, honestly, you have bro, more like, land, you can have a chicken coop, dude.
1: I mean, well, not not so much for me, but I just mean like there's farms that we could walk to from yeah. my new house, and yeah, don't, get, you don't like, even need
0: to do it yourself. You can just go and there and get
1: vegetables and like, you know what I mean. Like, dude, I, I just can't trust vegetables or meat in markets anymore. Dude, like, I
0: was listening to this thing. I was telling Ryan about this earlier. Like, everything's trying to kill us. Like, you're, literally, the, the tap dude. water. The not to get like too tinfoil, but I I did see this clip that was saying how the e- emf coming from your airpods is like extremely high absolutely it should dude. be like 0. 0.5 and it's actually like a 16 and i was like dude i wear these all the time and my hearing is the most important sense. well it as a music producer and you know i can't listen to podcasts without my hearing like yeah, it's absolutely. just scary man it's it's a, like is there gonna be a lawsuit like what the fuck like why can't and, I, don't, I don't know i don't know but until then until there is
1: some sort of a lawsuit or the fda actually comes out and says hey this food is unhealthy for people to consume like i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna take the steps that i can to make sure that my health is preserved and the health of my family is preserved you know and i feel like being yeah. like in an area where i'm at right now it's like such a golden ticket to be able to do that you know just be yeah and you know i'm not gonna like have my own chicken coop no, i'm not saying it's a bad idea for people who want to do that i'm just saying that like You know maybe i'm not going to go that far into it but i just i want to make sure what i'm eating is clean what i'm drinking is clean you know what i'm putting into my body is clean
0: you know totally it's just it's frustrating that they just kind of green light things like i the same dude this channel that i found is kind of just some conspiracy shit but i also saw that they're like dyeing non-organic eggs to make them oranger yeah Uh, and actually that dye is really bad for you so it's it's just like man i just want to buy some eggs and there's so many options it's like you can buy the six dollar pack or you can buy like the two dollar pack it's like mm, i kind of want the two dollar pack right you want to save but, that money but at the same time it's like man
1: you gotta watch out for your health you know yeah so where's that fine line how do you know even the organic stuff is even organic like you just I know like, yeah it know just I mean? it takes like,
0: time for us to adjust to right you know what i mean like something new comes out and People get on it, and then we realize, oh shit, that's actually like causing hair loss or like right, so whatever. Like it's it seems like, yeah, dude. Every every fucking week,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it seems like there's they're coming out with, oh, this is actually causing cancer. Or, yeah. Oh wait, this is causing cancer. I mean, we
0: live in a like, very toxic environment. I live in the city. I live right. next to a highway. Break dust, like yeah, man. It's I don't know, man. Anyway, let's let's not go too far into the conspiracy thing because. I do enjoy putting the tinfoil hat on, but it's like <laughs> at the end of the day, just try to be as healthy as you can. Absolutely. You're gonna man. get fucked over somehow. Yeah,
1: exactly. So just yeah. do the best you can.
0: The AirPod thing did scare me though, because I I wear them. All, yeah, dude. Time. That's
1: why I wear I this crystal called Shugnite. It's actually very like powerful
0: against uh, EMF frequencies. Are you a uh, a crystal guy? Like do I do you...
1: like I don't know. Like I have this wrap has labradorite in it. I have a ring that labradorite's has really cool. Garnet um I, I, I wear stone plugs usually so i mean like, like
0: ear plugs or
1: like uh like yeah gauges. Like, like gauges yeah gotcha so like and I, I have different ones but yeah i feel like sugnite is one that um it can actually cleanse other crystals that's one of the cool properties of it and um it's very protective against emf so
0: there's i know maybe you've heard of this place called dave's rock shop it's in evanston yeah and they have like so many cool fucking rocks there and then also they have like a in the basement like dinosaur bones i'm like how the hell do you guys have these this should be like in a museum (laughs) but yeah dude but yeah i love crystals i also feel like there might be a little bit of pseudoscience going on but i think they look really cool and honestly if it works like if it improves your mood just to have something there i think that that is all you need absolutely i think a lot of it has to do with intent too you know like yeah behind it
1: you know for sure to unlock sure. those properties so to speak but yeah it could be pseudoscience i suppose people could look at it that way but yeah you know people are going to believe what they want to believe i guess so
2: right <laughs> and is so- that how Shug knight got his name from- <laughs> <laughs> i might be not pronouncing
1: it correctly but it's like s-h-u-n-g-i-t-e or something like that but
2: Oh
0: yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah,
1: it's it does sound like Suge Knight though, right? Like from Death Row. Shout
0: shout out Suge Knight. (laughs) I don't think anyone's shouting out Suge Knight, but we're gonna do it today. (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) Um, so another thing I wanted to ask you about was your name, Microdot. I know that there is another Microdot, not to be confused with yourself. Yeah, in Chicago, man. I've met him. Super nice guy. Nice. So you spell your name with a K. And your name's Mike. Yep. So that makes sense. Yep. But the thing I wanted to ask about is I, I looked up what a micro dot was before we did this. And it's like what I got from Wikipedia was that it's like it was a way to like send someone a message and and it was a very small message. So the only way to like look at it was with like a microscope. So it's like a that was what I got from it. But it also kinda looks like what you put dabs of LSD on so what yeah, yeah man so from what I understand because I've never taken one to be completely
1: honest with you I've taken all other forms of LSD um but I've never taken a micro dot but it's basically like a small compressed pill of uh powdered LSD and it's kind of it's very small so that's why they call it that but um yeah um that's why I call myself that is because I'm a I'm an advocate of psychedelics um L- yeah. LSD specifically helped change my life in a, in a huge way And so, um, although I don't take psychedelics or drugs anymore, um, except I I drink here and there. I mean, I'll have... Well, we listen to music. You know what I mean? Music is
0: a drug. You know what's another weird thing? Is that it's always alcohol, or like drugs and drinking. Drugs and alcohol. I consider them one thing. It's it's all drugs. I mean, if food is a drug, like, dude, why? I just don't like... They do that in a way where it, it makes it more normal. It exactly, norm- normalizes alcohol, and it's a very potent drug. It's extremely potent drug. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, and yeah, I, again, like I, I'm a dad now. Like I'm married. I'm a homeowner. Like I've just changed a lot to a point where I don't feel like I need to use drugs anymore. And I feel mm-hmm. like, um, you know, I got the message I needed from psychedelics, and I good, hung man. up the metaphorical phone.
0: You know. Nice. So Do you yeah. ever think if you were presented with a microdot that you might have to do it because it's like just part of your lore? <laughs> Pro- also, where does know, it come dude. from? What is it more powerful? Is it heroic dose level? Like what what is special? That's a good about
1: question. It? I unfortunately, I mean, it might
0: sound I don't know, counterintuitive or
1: something, but I don't know much about them because I've never taken them. I, I would imagine it's probably a more concentrated or potent form of it though.
0: Ryan? can we get a little Google search and Google going? It. We can make that I just, more and more, I've been relying on the internet searches. Just something to get into the sound. We're not going to be listening to any music on this episode, but, uh, you know, right now you make a lot of 140 and deep dubstep. And, you know, I was just kind of curious, like what drew you to that? Um, yeah, man, absolutely. So, um,
1: End, end and types I'm I was gonna say,
0: no my bad for interrupting but I was gonna say maybe like some inspirations as well like artists or whatever
1: yeah man um, inspirations honestly um, just a lot of the old school stuff that I used to listen to um, I, in a way I feel like I'm, I'm kind of making uh, the kind of music that I want to hear and a lot of that is it just tends to be older school dubstep and, and that to me is just such a pure and like raw and real sound uh, for dubstep and um so that's kind of what i try to emulate i mean i don't even really try i guess it's just kind of what what flows because like i said it's sort of like what i just feel like i I'd, I'd like to hear and um as far as uh, how i got into it at first i mean i had never heard it before and then i like heard it um coming from one of my friend's rooms i must have been like a sophomore or a freshman in high school i want to say this was like 2006 how old are you so i'm 31 i'll be 32 okay. in I'm tw- december i'm 29 yeah, so I think it was two oh six. So I must have been like a freshman in high school, and I was at a friend's house, and his sister was bumping some shit that uh, to me sounded like dark techno or something. Like I didn't know what it was, and so I asked her. I was like, "Dude, is this like some form of techno or something?" And she's like, "No, dude, this is dubstep," oh. and uh, and it was N Type's All Stars Dubstep Mix, mm. Volume Five. I want to say, I'm and not familiar uh, with that one. yeah, dude, definitely check that shit out. Oh, it it was it changed my life. Yeah, N Type is a sick, sick artist. I would love to. Um, have a release on his label he runs wheel and deal um it's a record label um yeah i would love to release with him someday but anyway man that is definitely the um the point uh, that just changed everything for me and i was making music at the time but i wasn't making dubstep i was making like probably if i had to guess like trance at the time mm-hmm and uh because i really liked four to the floor stuff too. i like
0: how you said it like if i had
1: to guess <laughs> well because i've been i've been all over the board man like i yeah. i've i started off like making hip-hop beats you know and yeah then you said sorta... that
0: you started out making hip-hop beats that you would rap over exactly and now you're like i don't even rap i, cannot, I can't believe i did yeah, that like
1: nobody ever asked me to, to rap for them please because like i can't anymore but um <laughs> yeah dude um yeah, so I, I've been all over the board. Like, I've just been making music for a really, really long time. And yeah. so um, finally, I felt like this was kind of my niche, and I've just stuck with it ever since. And it's and it's been doing me pretty good so far.
0: I have two things that I want to talk about. One thing that I just wanted to mention is that, um, you know, again, I try not to cover a bunch of stuff that's already been covered. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you are a classical violinist. That's what you learned. Yep. Um So just that was like the first thing you started with. And you were were also talking about how, you know, you didn't necessarily want to just be playing other people's music. Because that's that's what's going on with with that. Um, But the other thing that I wanted to talk about, (laughs) which is kind of a slight tangent, I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) I just love the tangents. But like 140, like 140 has always been dubstep, but now there's 140 genre. You know, like dude, I don't want to get into this too
1: much because it's a touchy subject, especially with like this whole deep dub thing on Twitter like and, and I get it but like it's just all dubstep ultimately rhythm is dubstep it's like i i see dubstep as like uh, as i see rock and roll and just like there's this like,
0: like pinnacle of it at the something. top
1: yeah. and then there's like these branches that come off and there's like subgenres yeah. and you can call it whatever you want to call it you know what i mean whether it's 140 deep dubstep um like just dubstep rhythm like it's just all dubstep ultimately and so i think people are arguing for no reason you know it's like arguing between like saying okay well this is like alternative and somebody says no this is grunge and like mm-hmm. no, nobody's wrong there they're they're both forms of rock and roll they're both and i mean i might even be wrong but to me i don't know they that could be similar like if you said oh nirvana's alternative like okay like yeah but they're also grunge like i don't know yeah and and that's just how i see this whole debacle of like people trying to figure out what to call the music and ultimately i don't know just like it doesn't even matter just listen to the music and if you fuck with it awesome
0: yeah, because I mean, you you can make music at one forty, and it's like it's one forty, right? Or so you know, one forty just to me feels almost like the same tag as like IDM, where it's so, it or, or like electronic music. It's like oh, it's made electronically, right? Like it's 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 almost less descriptive than other things like grunge. It's like okay, I know what you're talking about more one forty to me. I mean, I, I know kind of what that sound is now. Right, right. But, yeah, it's just an interesting thing. I honestly, like, we talk about genres on the show, but at the end of the day, what we always come away with is genres don't really matter. A hundred percent, dude. It doesn't. It's just,
1: it's music. And if you yeah. like, if you love it, you like it, awesome,
0: you know? Yeah. That being said, I really do love the deep dubstep, and that's some of my favorite because it just has kind of the the element of the dubstep that i listened to when i was growing up too where it's like that uk it's more uk sounding totally man so you feel that as well yeah and it's just got that like real subby thing it plays into the the sound system culture it sounds great on those systems yeah yeah. and that's another thing too that's a you know Tweeze hair whatever no, the saying dude, is like split hairs split maybe? hairs yeah yeah i yeah. literally I always say the wrong express Tweeze hairs dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's okay, yeah Sorry, um, but you?
1: yeah dude I was saying reggae is like a huge influence for me too, so i I just feel like that you know is like a big part of the roots of dub, mm-hmm. you know where dubstep came from, obviously there's other influence as well like uh garage or garage
0: garage yeah you gotta (laughs) say it proper (laughs) two-step
1: i mean there's a lot that goes into it really but yeah dude i feel like i i love incorporating that element or that facet of it into my music because i feel like it just brings a whole just a a vibe and and a big energy to it you know than if i didn't have that
0: totally um kind of going back to like not like drug talk but just if you're gonna you know i i i firmly believe that music is a type of, I don't know if I'd call it a drug, but it's, it definitely you could, alters your state of mind. Yeah,
1: dude, I think you could probably safely call it, you know, mind-altering, you know, yeah. for
0: sure. you want to, like, make people feel something with, their, with your music, so, like, is there anything specifically you want people to feel? The first thing that comes to mind
1: is the love of God. Really? That's what I want people to feel.
0: And do we mean God in the any sense? Whatever sense you perceive God as. Okay, I personally believe we're going to talk about myself that God is everything. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, dude, God is absolutely (laughs) everything. We
1: each individual is everything. Um, You know, it's all connected. You know, I'm going to sound like a crazy person (laughs) after
0: saying that. They're going to be like, "What the Jerry's on one tonight?" (laughs) Yeah, dude, it sounds cliche, but yes, yes. But yeah, I guess I mean in the sense that I'm just believing like just one thing being god but that existence is like th- that nature has god i i've told munchie
1: this i think that the more you try to define god the less close you're getting to what god actually is
0: mm. interesting long yeah <laughs> i love that man i love those types of talks you know so so do you feel like maybe if we're gonna keep going on this, like that if God is everything, at least in my view, and everything's kind of connected, that you really just want people to feel connection?
1: Or just love, you know, Mm. to to feel that love for for oneself is important. That's one of my main goals for, um, you know, especially playing shows. That, that's an even bigger, you know, manifestation of mine is, is in the live um, show environment for people to feel that love through the sound of this, you know, through the speakers, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, dude, that's, um,
0: that's, that's it. <laughs> I just kind of want to get trippy with that for a second.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am curious. So, like, being someone that's classically trained, we often will see people that have that uh, background when they come in here and people that don't. And so I'm curious, what do you see in your music today that harkens back to kind of your first training in the violin?
1: So, um, that's a really good question. Um, I think that ultimately what kind of shows through is my ability to, um, just kind of be like able to keep things in key. And, um, that's something else that I kind of talked yeah, about, exactly in the, about in the Mr. Bill po- podcast as yeah. well. Just the ability to hear when things are out of pitch, because I feel like that can really make the difference between somebody who sounds professional and somebody who does not. You know what I mean? Um, and again, you don't need music theory to, to be successful uh, with electronic music. So ultimately I think that a lot of that stuff I don't use. You know, a lot of that stuff is not necessarily irrelevant, but I would say the biggest thing is just having that ear, that trained ear. Mm-hmm. to carry with me you know
0: yeah and i something you guys didn't mention on the mr bill podcast which i was like thinking that i wish you did is that you know he was talking about someone who has perfect pitch au5 um and the word that comes to mind with what you're talking about is relative pitch right which anyone can train absolutely man i yeah. to,
1: i full, i wholeheartedly believe that you do not need to take college level music theory
0: courses to attain that year And that ear, like, you know, when I got into producing music, I was like, dude, I don't know anything about music theory. I literally didn't know what a chord was when I started producing. And like, I I feel like the most important thing is having that ear for whatever you think is cool, you know? Yeah, for sure. yeah like what sounds interesting to you as well or you you can just and you can hear it too and be like no that's not right and then maybe you can get dive into like the music theory of it a little bit more like what's wrong about it right but i i do agree with that having that that relative pitch is is pretty important have you ever trained that because they have apps where you can like it'll be like ding ding and they'll do like intervals and you can like call out stuff no it's just from i've I've thought about doing it's just from being a
1: violinist for like you know as long as i was man like i I couldn't even tell you i think it was 15 plus years you know that i took it very seriously and yeah you just it's not something you try to do at that point it's just kind of developed but you know if somebody tried to do it every day and was like doing what you were doing like Mm -hmm. i have no doubt that within a year or two like you would definitely have a way better grip and understanding on on those different pitches and keeping things in key and stuff like that.
0: I'm curious too about the uh, the violin because it's to me when I see people play it, I'm like, how the fuck is that possible? Because it's fretless, you know. Right. So it's really just you can be. You're always not perfectly on. And maybe I wouldn't some really people, say that. I, w- no? I
1: would no. There, there's definitely a certain point where you you have that finger um, like I don't memory. know. You just train them. Yeah, it's memory, dude. Like it's, it's, it has to be because that is how that whole world is. It's, Uh it's about perfection and it's about getting things um, down as perfectly as you can. So, so to say that it's even a millimeter off, I would probably say most likely not because even Mm -hmm. a millimeter off could, could change the note by a bit or make it flat or sharp, you know? So um, it's, it's definitely a, it's a very difficult instrument to play. um, And, It's just one that I love to play for a long time. So yeah, but yeah, you you just develop that memory for sure in your muscles, muscle memory. That's what I was looking for,
0: for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I saw, uh, we're very fortunate in Chicago. We have the Chicago Symphony and they're amazing. And I saw this violinist play and I felt like the whole thing was a little bit sharp or flat, I wasn't sure of it, but, and I was wondering if that was like an intentional thing. I almost wonder if it's the room. You know it could have been the, well, room, the room, room the room is like so nice like right. they have these like glass ref, uh diffractors and just like it's it's gotta be tuned really well but i i sense that she was playing in a way because it made it really emotional right because it was it was like a little bit you know tough tough on your ears i almost wonder if it's the strings that she chose to use because the
1: strings that you use on a string instrument can make a difference in the harshness um how how dark it sounds or bright mm-hmm. so um it could have potentially and this was a solo violinist you're saying that was specifically yeah
0: and she was playing with the orchestra but yeah yeah
1: so i would say she most likely had strings that were maybe a little too bright for the environment she was May- in.
0: maybe maybe yeah uh, uh, do you <laughs> like the symphony have you been
1: I, I actually have been. Um, I've seen Itzhak Perlman. I've seen Midori live. I've, seen, I've performed with um, orchestras quite a bit as well and chamber orchestras. Um, I miss it sometimes here and there. Uh, but, you know, I, I still think that what I'm doing is way more enjoyable. And yeah, so I, totally. Yes, it's absolutely, though. You know, I, I love that kind of music and I probably
0: always will. Are you a left-hand Suzuki method type, or like I don't even really know
2: exactly what that is? But I—I um, I, I don't
1: know if I've heard that. Uh, no, left-hand, but
0: um, or the Suzuki. Suzuki,
2: Suzuki yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say the left-hand Suzuki is how I masturbate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's also a gorilla's track. That's that's. What is it I, seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's I what fuck I fuck with gorillas. Dude. I love gorillas, but yeah, I I know that. Uh, you know, I've heard I've heard the Suzuki method come up a lot. I don't have any classical training, but yeah. I just, I've,
2: it's definitely a thing. So, yes. Ryan, anything? Yeah, confirmed left-hand Suzuki is only a gorillas track. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> but.
0: I going to say confirmed, that's how I do it. That's how it. I it. <laughs> <care. laughs> <laughs> but, so, other than that, though, like, do we know, can you look up just the Suzuki method? Yeah, we can figure it out. Okay, thank you. Um... All right, well that's probably as much as i wanted to cover on the violin yeah dude no worries um got the chimes <laughs> um that's my my de- not deterrent but like my alarm system okay for sure not actually i just think they sound cool but yeah. it also kind of works <laughs> like that hell yeah dude um but you know something that i wanted to talk about was you know you're you're a parent i am and your, your son's name is zion It is. and you have a track named zion i do And, uh, I I just wanted to kind of get into how things have changed since you've become a parent and just how you kind of move differently because of that.
1: That little boy has definitely taught me a lot about myself that I wouldn't have been able to, um, delve into and explore and heal from Mm. if it wasn't for him. Really? Absolutely. Um, it's not ever something that I really dreamed about growing up, you know, being a dad, but there was just a certain point where something clicked and um, everything fell into place for the most part. There was definitely some tragic things that led up to it, including him being in the um, the NICU for three months. And yeah. That, that was some scary shit. I'm sorry to hear that, man. That sounds yeah. so stressful. Thanks, man. And not all the kids made it out of there, you know, yeah. like, and that was really scary to see that and um and so, you're just like kind of waiting around yeah right he, i mean he had you know tubes in his nose couldn't breathe on his own at first he was he was tiny dude i mean he probably was like this was he premature he was th- yeah three months premature oh. that's why he had to stay in the um the neonatal icu i believe it's called the nicu for like three months um i love him so much dude i'd never would have thought that i could love another human being that much besides maybe my wife jordan who fucking is holding it down for me by the way shout out to jordan for always fucking holding it down for me um but yeah dude it's it's been a massive change um over the past couple of years that he's been a part of our family and uh i just couldn't be more happy dude just with with being a dad it's it's really fucking hard sometimes but it is definitely worth it just dealing with situations learning what to do in certain situations when your kid does something and then working with your partner to make sure that that's yeah. acceptable yeah you know what i mean like making sure that the way that you're trying to raise your your son is the same way that she's trying to raise her son you yeah. know because they're that, like little sponges they are pick dude up on and yeah they really do so there's just so much you know like there's there's so much that I've learned about myself. there's so much I've learned about him. there's so much I've learned about my wife. It's just like it's a whole other level. and I don't think it's something that everybody needs to do at all to have mm-hmm. a have a um a fulfilling life. but yeah, I just think that that's that's what I chose and and it's helped me out a lot,
0: yeah, so you know I'll listen to I listen to a lot of podcasts, and uh, whenever I hear people talk about you know having kids, it's always bro they're always just like dude you you thought that you experienced everything until you had a kid and and you never can even like they're always like it's kind of like dmt they're like i can't explain to you what i just saw (laughs) that's a pretty good comparison dude (laughs) but but like you when you become a parent you will understand that There's a whole whole other world
1: that you didn't even fucking know was there. Yeah, and you know like that's yeah But I
0: hate I wish I could know because I'm also on the fence like I'm not against having kids but I also want to live a life that's uh, you know like fulfilled and full and Right now, I don't think I could even I don't know if I'm if I'm a patient enough person I mean, I guess it's different when you get thrown into it. Like I think I could be a good dad I do. Yeah, I think you could be too,
1: just based off of like your energy. Like I've <laughs> Thanks, ju- I just met you today, but yeah, Appreciate I feel that. like you'd be a good. We dad just got
0: right like, into it too. Yeah, <laughs> like, you got off your flight, and we're just like podcasts now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's that thing where it's there, there's this thing that I heard where um, you know like throughout our lives we go through different uh, like stages of love, and the first stage is love for yourself, and then the second stage is love for like your immediate surrounding people and then the last stage is a love for everyone and i feel like having a kid probably puts you in at least a higher stage because it's not about you anymore it's not
1: no yeah that's that's correct and i I wouldn't even think about it as as that way man I, i just think that um you know like loving yourself loving others i mean i I don't even think that has anything to do with my kid that's like an individual thing you know like Mm. i wouldn't say he taught me how to love myself like i definitely loved myself before i had him and i think that that's Mm -hmm. actually a very important thing if you're choosing to have kids to love yourself and make sure you work through a lot of the you know your demons and and past things before you know to the best of your ability before going down that route because you know those things get passed on generationally
0: whether or not you even try to like go the other way maybe it's just the way that you act they right. might pick up on it
1: absolutely a- exactly you know yeah. so but if those things are worked through on, a, on an individual level that's how we heal the world man is yeah. is on an individual basis it's not relying on something else outside of you to try to change you necessarily unless we're talking about psychedelics that that's the only thing i think yeah. really that could help you like if you really want to yeah. change your outlook on life you really want to learn more about who you are and what you came here for to this planet mm-hmm. like
0: you need a, a, a psychedelic teacher or a tool yeah is how i really look at them i really don't see them as drugs they're tools so that's the way that i see them too and i feel like you know mushrooms have become the new weed and it's like people take them as like a party drug but for myself i know how powerful these things are yeah dude don't, and I, don't
1: mess with psychedelics because they will kick your ass
0: and, and they're not for everyone some people it's, it's not meant for them but i've always felt that like the way that i like to do that is to be introspective and explore ideas that or whatever just explore myself but yeah it's like i don't want to take it and go to lost lands and be around like a bunch of people but that's that's also kind of what okay before when i was talking about the wooks i was kind of talking about that where it's like there's this thing where you use it as a tool to learn more and then there's this thing where you use it as like a party drug Absolutely. And I think
1: that the mushroom and acid both are probably okay with, with, you know, depending on where you are in your life experience, you know, being used in different ways. But, sure. And I'm not going to lie. I'm yeah, not going to say I've never t- not taken a yeah, psychedelic and a show. I'm not trying to like to show, the at people. The same, no, yeah. yeah, no, for sure. But at the same time, absolutely. It, it's, it's It has a way more important job for humanity, as Graham Hancock once said, than just be, to be used as a, as a party uh, t- um, drug essentially you i know. fuck with graham hancock graham hancock is dope it's a shame that there's so much controversy going on around his name but i think he's highly intelligent and i think that his theories are onto something that's just my two cents
0: i totally agree he was just on rogan and i listened to it and i was like this guy very intelligent guy they're always learning about shit being older and i'm just like ah it doesn't even make sense <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> for sure but i also think about that a lot with um you know if we went through like a cataclysm this is another tangent god damn it did we get Suzuki method?
2: Yeah, a little bit. I, I looked at some pictures of Suzuki. Seems like a pretty chill dude, uh, but don't have a lot of info. He has a quote here. He looks like a chill dude, deep. though. Much will be accomplished. So, so that's kind of on trend here. So he's a more modern day teacher like, he's he's not alive. Born in 1898, the son of Japan's first violin manufacturer. Interesting. Man, it's got problems. Japanese
0: are perfectionists. They they care. That's probably
1: where a lot of that mentality comes from, then, potentially.
0: Yeah. Totally. All right. Well, before I go down the Graham Hancock uh wormhole, I also just kind of want to talk about your wife for a second because I I learned that you met her at Undercoast, which is which is an event that Munchie humbly uh put together with his team. And uh I just kind of wanted to recollect that show because... Dude, absolutely, man. That was that was such a
1: cool day. Um, I just never expected that. Um, she tells me that basically when she saw me walk out the door of my house, like, she knew right away. She saw you walk out of the door of your house? Yeah, like, she came to pick me up with, like, some... Uh, there was a guy that she was with at the time, um, and... I guess she drove them both from Minneapolis to to pick me up with um one of my friends. And like I was with like Tony and uh whose trips, uh Trent cast, and uh I don't remember I don't think Ben was out there actually at the time. Rest ben in peace, Ben uh Gitlow. So uh,
0: so but then you guys played undercoast So Coast? yeah, we
1: I, I played Undercoast as Martians with with the guys. It was like Blank Face was there, Michi Murda, like bomber even dude it was sick it was it was Bomber's been brought up a lot on the show lately yeah dude, bomber fucking murders it by the way shout out bomber big up um and so the, like the the dude she was with at the time was like dancing with some other girl or some shit so i was like trying to console her oh, we're nice. walking across the street I, I think i was like holding her hand you know and like yeah, and and that, that I got her some water and like that was that was mostly that night, dude. I think she stayed in our hotel with us because me and like Forrest and, and Tony because the guy that she was with just like pissed her off or whatever. Anyway, so like um yeah, that that was the whole that was the most of it really. Mm-hmm. And and she lived in Minneapolis at the time. I lived in Illinois mm-hmm. and I ended up moving to Wisconsin, uh River Falls actually, which is relatively close to Minneapolis. It's like maybe like an hour, an hour and a half, or something like that. And she would drive from Minneapolis to River Falls all the time to come see me. Mm. And so that's kind of how we sort of hit it off. And then we got a place in uh, Chanhassen, uh, Minnesota, together. And, yeah, dude, the rest is kind of history. We bought a fucking house together. Our first house was we bought it together Congrats, in Minneapolis. That's awesome. We sold that. We lived there for almost five years. And now this is our second house that we live in together. And we and we have a little boy. So, yeah, that's that's kind of
0: the sum of it, I guess. <laughs> it was literally like water. That was like... You don't really need to give for guys. This is going to turn into one of those podcasts where it's like dudes just being like, you can't actually treat women with respect or some shit like that. <laughs> no, but it's. I was just trying to say that it's like, you know, you don't have to do too much. You don't have to be the guy that's doing way too much. You can literally just care about them and get them some water.
1: Yeah, dude. Literally, I mean, like, I was just, I was just being a good. person. This isn't like an Andrew like, Tate podcast, and this, this is, is my wife now. Say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. How long have you guys been together? I think uh, we've been together for like seven years. We've been married for. It'll be gosh. We got married in 2020, so gosh, it's gonna be four years coming up this February. We've been married.
0: Nice. Congrats, man. Thanks, man. That's awesome. We got
1: married on two 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 February the twenty second. That's our number.
0: Okay. Okay. Hell yeah. I also know that uh, you know Munchie is involved. I don't know if this is something we can talk about. I can edit out if so, but uh, he's involved with your merch and the numbers three, three, three on or- the on the jersey. Yeah, we're coming out. Can we talk about that? Okay.
1: Yeah. So there's a jersey coming out. Um, super sick merch. Uh, Salty's going to have a really sick one too. Um, on the jersey, it says three, three, three on the back of it. Um,
0: and those are angel numbers.
1: They are, yes. Yeah. So anytime you see repeating numbers like that, generally three or four numbers in a row, that's considered an angel number. They have, um, you know, different sorts of uh, definitions depending on who views them, who perceives them. Yeah. Is my thought. Munchie has like a pretty cool way of perceiving them or kind of deciphering them, I guess, which is basically just looking it up on Google. And it seems like almost every time you look it up, like it's it's a different it's a different thing. And, and which is really cool. I mean, you'd almost think, cause like when I Google something, it's like the same shit yeah. most of the time. And, um, and it seems like almost every time I Google like the same angel number, something different can pop up. So I, I find that really interesting way to do it. But, but again, I really do think that it's, it's kind of up to the the viewer as, right. as to what the meaning of what that you is. take away from, that. you know what I mean? Like you can Google things all day and I think that that can kind of point you in the right direction for sure. But, but really it's kind of like, again, just sort of what you believe it to be
0: yeah i'm curious if you guys have ever gotten into like numerology um and like the reason i say this is because a friend of mine recently kind of got me not put me on i'm I'm very skeptical i'm a skeptic like I, you know when someone tells me my horoscope is something and that's why i'm doing what i'm doing i'm a little bit like is that what it is right but the <laughs> but the numerology is kind of interesting because it's kind of like a horoscope where you um You know, based on like your birth, there's, uh, you know, certain numbers that are more relevant to different aspects of your life. I don't know. I was just curious if you've ever looked at like your chart, so to say, with it, because I downloaded this app and I was like, oh. Yeah, so man, this is kinda accurate.
1: There there definitely are I, I feel like the universe is, is a lot of things, but mathematics is a big part of it, you know. Yeah and I feel like numbers and, and numerology definitely play a key role in a lot of that. I'm not gonna pretend that I understand it because mm-hmm. I don't, but um I, I definitely think that they do play a major role in, yeah. in many aspects of this universe.
0: But yeah, it's it seems a little bit more concrete than your uh astrology sign to me.
1: Yeah, and I mean, not, and if you're like able to somehow correlate the two, you know, that's probably really the key to really understanding, you know, a lot of that stuff. Cause I, I feel like they both have relevance, you know, yeah. like, you know, astrology, from what I understand, it's not that we were born when certain planets and stars were aligned. It's that those stars and planets were aligned in a certain way for us to be born. Oh. Which I find very interesting. That is interesting. Something I heard once before. Because well, we're made of stardust, too. We are percent. more powerful than we could ever perceive to be. Let's just say that. So I, I I mean, don't take that with a grain of salt. Like that's where really there's so much more to, to the human spirit and soul and, and everything about us. So
0: I'm, I'm curious what you think of like the whole AI thing where it's like, are we going to just be replaced or is there always going to be this intangible thing about human beings? I think that there's definitely a lot of danger behind it. I think I agree. Yeah, definitely. It's gonna um, be psychopathic AI that like we didn't fucking train. It's like your, (laughs) it's like your son. it's like like your son. If you didn't train the AI well, it's it's entirely it's entirely possible. Like you you can't rule that out.
1: You know, as a possibility. You know, people reference Terminator all the time. I mean, who knows, dude? Like, I all I know is that from what I've read, there are definitely some some aspects to it that that are concerning. So um, I just hope that going forward, people are able to um, just utilize it as the tool that it is and, you know, not push it to a point where, you know, it, it gets out of hand. Out of hand. Yeah,
0: I totally agree. It's really helpful. It is. It's I, the shit. It's I actually lo- pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I love it. I use but, it for tons of stuff when uh, you know, like hashtags, doing time code. Dude, AI gets brought up so much, sometimes I get sick of talking about it, but it is this thing where it's like the new fire it's like the new wheel it's, it's if you're
1: if we're not utilizing it going forward people will get left behind
0: yeah that's what i always hear and but it is kind of freaky like even like google has like you uh, my google now has where when you type something in it'll give you like a description based on like it's like an ai description like here's what you typed in here's what we think you want right and the the scary part to me is the who controls the ai and who controls what we're seeing and there's a that, it just adds another layer of am i going to research or am i going to just have the ai spit out a summary of something that it thinks that this is what's going on
1: right that, that's a good point and another thing that i find odd is that the ai will for with art for example when i when you use the same prompts on different days it can come up with different art so it's just like where is it pulling this from is it is it really just like this hive mind so to speak or is it just like is it just guessing like i i do want to know what's really behind it you know and and i've heard yeah. of censorship behind it as well like right. like yeah. especially with chat gpt like yeah. apparently there's like an uncensored like the political one stuff now. Yeah, yeah. yeah dude like it just runs pretty fucking deep and again like if I, I just want to use it as a tool and not let all that additional information like kind of like consume me, yeah, in a and, way, you and, know what I
0: mean. And I feel like us being privy to how technology changes so fast, um, you know, we can probably be like, "Eh, this might not be accurate," and that's okay, right? But for older people, it's like you're gonna get duped. Like think about <laughs> think about like how many scams there are and how much easier it is gonna to to be to make scams right dude yeah and, and even yeah I don't, I don't know i heard just the other day that like scammers are just
1: trying to get people to say yes on the phone yeah as no as you whenever yes, i get a call you're fucked i don't say anything yeah so the, people listening like if you get a phone call like don't ever say yes if you don't know who it is you know
0: yeah another just crazy thing dude now spotify i don't even know if this is ai or what but like you know i have almost a hundred hours of podcasts of my voice right and dude that's fucking my crazy. voice is trained right completely like i trained a model on skrillex from a katie couric interview that was like five minutes of him talking i had skrillex's voice no way yeah so <laughs> they got my voice that's insane dude they got my you know what i think about this is a crazy thought but like if ai uh becomes like just like a thing that you interact with. Combine like with, like, with
1: like deep fakes and then they have your yeah. voice. And then and they, like,
0: but like AI will have everyone's voices. So it can kind of modulate its voice depending on how it wants to approach you. Be yeah. Because it has everyone's <laughs> voices. That's crazy. Yeah,
1: dude. Me. What worries me about like the deep fakes and, and being able to utilize people's voices like that is just like, oh, if you get out of, out of line a little bit, like Big Brother's going to just like. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I am fucked. And we, yeah. And again, I'm like we fucked. don't we have to get too much into like conspiracy related theories, but like. I'm just going to be honest, like, government is not what it needs to be right now, right? Like, yeah, I don't think anybody I think we can all disagree with that. that. Yeah.
0: So, you know,
1: it's it's not on the best track, let's just say that.
0: All right, I'm going to reel it back, Um, because, yeah, the AI talk's always fun, and it's always changing every day, so it's like, that's why it just keeps coming up. For sure. But uh, you mentioned Martian crew. Yes. <laughs> now we're going back to Yeah, the way back to that. Yeah, sorry. We went, <laughs> that's all right, dude. No, this is what the show's all about, you know, it's just like just chilling dude fun combo but <laughs> martian crew i just want to know a little bit more about that and like what what that
1: is so martian's crew is a, is a is another sentimental thing for me now because um gosh i mean before i even get to that i guess i'll, I'll cover it from the beginning so there was me and this other dude his name was crestside a sick producer and we were in this crew like a, mostly like a rhythm crew called shamans and Shamans was like going a weird direction. So we decided to do our own thing, me and Crestside. So we like brought a, some other artists on board. One of those artists that I picked out personally was Trent Cast, and I'm proud of this because those guys are sick fucking producers and they're still doing really good shit for themselves today. It was Trent Cast and it was Trips. I brought those guys on board they both happen to live in wisconsin and which was super sick and then there was like some other guys there was like digitale who did like more like dmb stuff i think he was like somewhere in europe really sick and so we had like this crew um that we basically we we called martians and um i think tony actually came up with that name and so we kind of rode that out for a while and and it just kind of ended up that like uh, some of the artists were just like kind of going a different route and Crestside left, uh, Digitally left, and so it was like me, uh, Trendcast, and Trips, and we were pretty much making rhythm at the time. I was making deep dubstep and rhythm this entire time. Like there was no point where I was like just a rhythm producer. I was doing both, and um, so basically, eventually we had uh, a fourth member come on, uh, and who was also from Wisconsin in the general area, and that was Gitlow Ben Wilfer. And he just passed away recently and that's why it's kind of like a really a sorry sad thing. Yeah. dude me too i saw like, he has two kids and um i just i pray for them honestly that, yeah. that they're okay and that um just everybody's okay really in his family i pray for his family um and yeah man basically we, we played shows as martians sometimes it'd be like all three of us sometimes four of us going back to back um and that was like some of the most fun i ever had in music i would say like being with those guys being with other producers who are super sick and close to you and just like helping push you to like your next level and and like kind of feeding off of each other and sort of just learning what each other's doing um those guys taught me a lot about music um and i would not be making the kind of tunes that i'm making today without a lot of their uh influence and um just things that we taught each other so um big up those guys big up trips uh tony burton uh forrest wagner truncast i mean him and i had some differences but it's all love you know
0: at this point point. and so i i love and miss those times for sure do you uh you know there's like that power and numbers thing where you get a little collective going and i think that yeah absolutely do you um do you ever think about like having a different source for that, where you have like a different collective, or or because I know you now have a team too behind you in terms of doing your own solo stuff. For and, sure, like having a team is great. It and is having a squad of other producers is also great. It's two different things for sure. As much as I love and appreciate
1: Munchie and everything that he but does, but fuck Munchie, no, no. Like, yeah,
0: about it's, to just, it's just it's <laughs> just
1: munchie no i would never say that munchie i'm I'm sorry (laughs) but uh munchie's like i'm
2: fucking on one lately big up munchie by the way uh
1: (laughs) for for saving this project like i i really feel like at one point like i was gonna i was gonna give up and if not for him um i I may have so so much love to him for for picking me up off my feet and uh getting me where i need to be so um yes so much love for you dude um I'm sorry
0: what were we the the like having like a producer gang yeah dude
1: having like a yeah I, if you want to call it that like <laughs> yeah. part of part of me is like man it just seems kind of immature it's like a lot of the younger rhythm guys do it to get noticed and you know that's basically what we did but um part that, of me is like yeah. man like it's it's such a nice family sort of feeling and it's so nice to like learn from each other i don't know how to replicate that in, in my, where I'm at now. I have no idea. Everybody's like out for themselves for the most part. Um, when it comes to, um, certain things like that, you know, people want to collab and I just feel like most people don't want to like create like a collective, you know, and, um, and that's fine. Like I get that. Like I ultimately, I want what's best for me too. And I'm not calling anybody selfish for for wanting what's best for them at all. But I do just feel like the people, Um, as, as you continue up the tier, so to speak, they really are just more concerned about, um, what's going on with their project and not so much like, how can I get into a group with other producers and and learn more and stuff like that? It's, it's more of a, an individual experience and, and not to say that people aren't helping each other out or doing collabs or, um you know, teaching each other things. Like, I still teach people. I teach producers that are up and coming. And that's that's a whole different thing, like having that connection. But I just feel like the collective thing is, is um, it's just different these days.
0: It's different. I was going to say, because like back in the day, it would be like, yo, you just have like a SoundCloud collective or something like that. Totally. Like, did you guys, were you on SoundCloud? Yeah, that's what we had basically. Okay, yeah. So yeah. And now SoundCloud again, it's just like we've talked about on the show. It's just not the same. Right and things have changed man things Things have have changed a lot the music industry changes very quickly it does feel like everyone is kind of in their own little silo for sure and you can collaborate like cross-pollinate yes of course but it does i feel like lend itself to being a little bit more transactional the the group related stuff The, the the like nowadays where everyone's kind of in their own silo where it's like yeah, like I've built up this whole thing. So like, what can you do for me? And obviously every right. individual curates that personality and vibe that they put out to the world themselves. So it's right. not the case with everyone. Uh, absolutely
1: true. And I'm yeah, I'm not saying everybody is like that. I, I just feel like the energy overall, like from what I've seen, the the change in the industry, how how Deep Dubstep has sort of commercialized in a way. Uh-huh. and And it's sometimes not always about the music, you know, and, you know, people got to make money, too. And I get that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I hope that we can get back to that sort of roots of, like, really just being about the music, the community. Yeah. Um, then, like, let me make sure I can, you know, go on tour and, like, the politics are right. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying I don't want to go on tour. Like, so I don't want people to, to to mistake what I'm saying here. But I just feel like there's a lot of politics involved. And, and sure. that's unfortunate, you know, when it comes to music, which is just... So it should be so unpolitical, you Uh know?
0: Something you also mentioned on the Mr. Bull show was that, you know, it's like you want to make your art, but you don't want to like sell out and just do that whole thing. So it does feel like there's a big just tightrope of like intersecting things where it's about being authentic, but then also trying to push for yourself. So it's like, it's tough. It is because it's it's, because pushing for yourself is selfish. But at the same time, maybe there's a way to go about it where you're also bringing people up as you go.
1: Most definitely, and I and I think that that's where you know, like putting out you know free music here and there, it builds that community. Yeah. It, it lets people know that it's not just all about the music. You know, there was a free show with Salty the other night. Yeah. That, uh Munchie. Shout out uh, NSW. Yeah, they dude.
0: throw great shows at primary. They do, and, and they're and, free. And, on that, on and that's
1: super sick to bring the community together and let people know, hey, this is this is. This is more than just what meets the eye. Yeah. You know? And uh so big up Salty as well. Um yeah, shout out salty. Yeah, dude.
0: Love Salty. So another way to give back to people is the teaching. Yeah, teaching. I would Absolutely. love I would love to get into kind of how you structure uh teaching people the knowledge that you have. Absolutely, man. Dude, like I mostly kind of
1: gear it towards um where people are at, which would seem obvious, but, um, most people want to know like how I do mixing and mastering. Most people are not at the point where they want to learn how to compose or they want to, um, start learning a DAW from the very, um, beginning, so to speak. I do have like a program that I have for people who have never opened a DAW before, but most people kind of just want to learn how I go about, uh, mixing and mastering. And, uh, you know, I, I tell people right away that like sitting down in one session is is not going to necessarily help you, you know, like mix like a professional, you know what I mean? But it will at least get you on the right path to being able to do so. There's just this whole like ability to be able to hear. And there's a, such a difference between being able to hear what you and I are saying and being able to like, I don't know, like there's just a point when I was like taking college courses, when I like took a shower and I was like able to listen to the shower and be like, I know what frequency that is that's like such a big difference and that's like a key to being able to really mix something properly and like a um in in a tune not not, not like mm. djing mm-hmm. but yeah dude so unfortunately, there's like an
0: imprinting almost there is like the more like, you listen
1: there is and like i can like steer people in the right direction to be able to help them do that and tell them what plugins i use for mastering how to use them like what's a good amount of threshold on your compressor or like whatever but like ultimately it's it's training the ears and it's um you know and that that's what i try to integrate into my my program essentially is to yeah. is to help people learn the difference between 200 hertz and 250 hertz you know which can be imperceivable to your normal person yeah. but is so key to being able to tell that difference so so i try to help people learn how to hear which is like kind of um, I feel like it's a really cool concept for the most part, but as far as like uh, people um you know, my teaching process for somebody who is just starting out, I mean it's just it's just starting from the bare bones, you know, and just like explaining everything to the best of my ability. Um, and I feel like I have a, a decent way of teaching. I used to teach kids yeah. violin, that was my first job. So mm-hmm. um, having that ability to teach kids has definitely bled over into my ability to teach you know, Ableton to adults, you know, because yeah. it's a lot easier to teach an adult than it is a kid. So just really
0: quick, where can people, like wh- where do you host these services? So
1: uh, it's uh, it's all on my website as far as pricing goes. If anybody has any questions, they can feel free to uh, shoot me a message via the website. It's just micro dot with a k.com um and there's there's just different tabs for um if you want mixing or mastering services or like uh education related stuff or merch like it's all on there mentorship
0: in a way like
1: yeah there's like an essentially an apprenticeship that i offer that's like eight classes and um you know that'll definitely get somebody going in the right direction if you if they'd never opened up a, a DAW before
0: For sure. Well, dude, I just wanted to say really quick, like we've, we've gone a lot of different ways and I really appreciate your openness to just going all these different ways. and, And I know you're on a time constraint. So just thank you. Absolutely, man. I want to just wrap up, um, with a question that we always do, which is, we talked about your first concert, but what was your most influential concert that you, you attended? That is a really good question.
1: I would say probably Pretty Lights. The first time I saw Pretty Lights was, um, was an extremely influential and super dope, uh, show. And, um, yeah, I still remember it to this day. Where was that? Um, unfortunately I don't remember the venue, but I I can recall like the show itself.
0: What, do you know what city?
1: I want to say it was in Chicago. It was out here. Yeah. I, cause that's where I used to live at the, at the time.
2: So
0: was it potentially North coast?
1: um it might have been i don't think so though dude i want to say it was like not a a festival setting it was like an actual like closed venue yeah
0: yeah yeah. interesting okay yeah cool yeah pretty lights just played in chicago and i've heard that it was a magical experience
1: yeah dude Uh, daedalus was also sick the first time i saw daedalus uh performing he just uses this thing called a monom and he just like presses buttons the whole time and it just it's so sick like i i really think he's I, I love his music too. So yeah, I, I like a lot of different eclectic stuff. I've seen Amon Tobin. Oh, I mean, nice. That was sick to see yeah. him live.
0: I mean, I, I've seen a lot of cool artists, I've seen, honestly. I've never seen him, but that would be cool. Hell yeah. He's dude. one of those like Aphex twins. like Dude, yeah, twin. just like that guy is a fucking, twins.
1: he's a genius for yeah. sure.
0: Cool, man. Well, uh, just wanted to give you the floor real quick to shout out anyone. Uh, you know, you, you already shouted out your wife, you shouted out the Martian crew, but anyone else that, just comes we shot it on munchie yeah
1: dude uh big up prism uh and munchie uh jordan my wife i love you um dose of salt tour is in full effect um definitely check that out if you have not already salty um, and micro salty dot. and micro dot it's a dose of salt <laughs> yeah so um we're still booking dates for that uh flyer should be coming out early next year and uh, super excited for that guys so thank you so much for having me out here yeah big up you guys as well for for having me here hey appreciate that man where can people
0: find you i Um, mean we said your website but just socials
1: yeah socials um if you go to my website it's all like on the bottom of the page all the different social links uh my link tree everything so the website's probably going to be the quickest uh Music on um instagram twitter and with a k with a k yeah so so you know (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. thank you guys yeah yeah yeah, of course man dude thank you so much all right guys well i hope you enjoyed we'll see you next time peace